From the heart of the Appalachian Mountains, this is the Esoteric News Briefs, your source for the mysterious, the supernatural, and the strange. Tonight we have Egyptian Book of the Dead Cliff Notes Edition, Bigfoot Hunting Season, and the man with the golden... tongue? I'm your host Jason, let's get started. Posted on CNN.com Dinosaur Fossils Could Belong to the World's Largest Ever Creature by Amy Woodyet. Paleontologists in Argentina have recently begun to uncover the fossils of a massive sauropod dinosaur. This region of the world is already known for behemoths, commonly known as titanosaurs, the largest land animals to ever exist. This specimen consists of 24 tail vertebrae and portions of the pelvic and pectoral girdle. Without a femur or humerus, though, an accurate size estimation cannot be made. It is believed, based on the scale of the fossils found, that it belongs to either Argentinosaurus or Patagotitan, both found within this region. Argentinosaurus is believed to be the heaviest land-dwelling species to ever exist, weighing in at 110 tons, while Patagotitan is the longest, averaging 122 feet long. Either way, this is one colossal dinosaur. From LiveScience.com 13-foot-long Book of the Dead scroll found in a burial shaft in Egypt by Owen Jarrus The funerary temple of Queen Neret has recently been uncovered in Saqqara, Egypt. Her husband, Pharaoh Teti, ruled between 2323 BC and 2291 BC. To put this into perspective, we are closer in time to Cleopatra's reign than Cleopatra was to Queen Neret's reign. Close to the excavation were the burial sites of worshippers of the god king Teti, whose cult existed nearly a thousand years after his passing. In addition to nearly 50 wooden coffins uncovered so far, archaeologists also uncovered a 13-foot-long papyrus scroll containing chapter 17 of the Egyptian Book of the Dead. I'm apologizing ahead of time for potentially butchering this name, but in my defense, it's in 4,000-year-old ancient Egyptian, and I can find no phonetic pronunciations. This scroll is listed as belonging to Pukaf, which is even more fascinating because they have also uncovered a coffin and statuettes bearing this man's name as well. Chapter 17 of The Book of the Dead is kind of like a study guide for the questions that will be posed to you in your afterlife. Yes, even the afterlife has bureaucracy. The site also included a limestone stella depicting a man who cared for an unnamed pharaoh's chariot, his wife, and their six children. Inscriptions suggest that this may be the chariot keeper of Ramses II, since two of the depicted children are specifically named for members of the royal family. From ScienceAlert.com, the oldest city in the Americas is an archaeological wonder, and it's under invasion, by Carlos Manduano. The ancient city of Corral in Peru existed between 3000 and 1800 BC, meaning that it was founded before the reign of Pharaoh Teti, mentioned in the previous article. Chronologically, that makes the citizens of Kural contemporaries of the Mesopotamians of the Fertile Crescent. It covered 66 hectares and contained seven stone pyramids, 
all constructed to withstand the seismic activity of the area. Since the onset of the coronavirus epidemic, the site has been besieged by displaced citizens who are finding themselves newly homeless. Despite being a UNESCO World Heritage Site, Kerala now has people planting avocados, fruit trees, and lima beans as a means of survival. Archaeologists are constantly under threat, like actual I-will-kill-you-if-you-try-to-make-us-leave type threats, and several active dig sites have recently been vandalized by squatters. From PopularMechanics.com, Major New Legislation Calls for Bigfoot Hunting Season by Andrew Daniels. Oklahoma State Representative Justin Humphrey recently submitted House Bill 1648, which states, The Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission shall promulgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The commission shall set annual season dates and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees. This act shall become effective November 1, 2021. Confirmed to be a real bill, Humphrey went on to say that it was created in the hopes that it would promote tourism to the state. He wants to make it clear that this hunting season is not to kill the alleged creature, but to capture one. In doing so, the hunter would collect a $25,000 bounty, assuming Humphrey can secure the funding. Personally, I'm more curious about the details of this hunting season, since it could potentially interfere with other hunting and trapping seasons, and could potentially lead to injuries and death. From NationalGeographic.com Has Science Solved One of History's Greatest Adventure Mysteries? By Robin George Andrews In 1959, eight students from the Urals Polytechnic Institute and one instructor, a World War II veteran, met their gruesome ends in what has since come to be known as the Dyatlov Pass Incident. Initially, the group consisted of ten people, but one of the students had to turn back with joint pain. The remaining nine individuals continued without incident until they made camp on February 1st. That night, a freak snowstorm arose. The group was not heard from after that night, and search parties were dispatched. Eventually, their bodies were found scattered about the area in various stages of undress, some with grievous injuries. The tent they were staying in had been slashed open, and the causes of death were unclear. The Russian government declared their deaths to be the result of unknown natural forces. But that answer was insufficient for many familiar with the case. If they perished by natural causes, why were the bodies scattered about the surrounding terrain? Why were they in various stages of undress? And why were some dismembered, some with crushed skulls? In 2019, Russian authorities re-examined the case and declared that the party likely died from an avalanche, though they left out details as to how they came to this conclusion and why the victims were found in the states that they were. The location seemed to have a slope not conducive to avalanche due to the relatively gentle incline. Well, it turns out that the slope only appeared to be that gentle due to the snowfall. In fact, the underlying terrain was at a 30-degree incline, which is the minimum for an avalanche. It's less likely, but still possible. Reports from the initial investigation also recount an underlying layer of snow that did not pack, allowing surface layers to easily slide over top. 
while there was no reported snow in the forecast for that night, there was a heavy windstorm. Windstorms of this type are known for causing snowfall from higher elevations to fall on lower portions of this slope. Computer simulations show that this combination would have resulted in a small but deadly sheet of ice that would have descended upon the campers. This ice sheet would have only been around 16 feet long and would have backfilled the area that the group had cut into the snow to make their camp, leaving little evidence behind. Here's where things get weird. A recent armchair investigator was fascinated with the realistic movement of the snow in the movie Frozen. Enough so that he asked the animators from the movie how they generated it. Using the code from this effect, the investigator modified it for an avalanche and used his findings to map the effects it would have had on the human body. He now had statistical results for the simulation, but needed to see how it held up to real-world application. To get this information, he went to General Motors. Apparently, in the 1970s, GM used 100 cadavers to test the effect of blunt force trauma using various weights and velocities in order to develop safer features in their vehicles. Using these results, and those from his own computer simulations, the investigator concluded that a 16-foot-long block of ice would cause devastating injuries, but not injuries that would be immediately fatal. It seems that in the wake of the accident, those with less severe injuries were able to escape the tent and rescue those who could not free themselves. Several succumbed to their injuries, while the remaining survivors quickly died of hypothermia and exposure. Severe hypothermia can cause a warming sensation, making the victims feel overheated, causing them to remove clothing in their delirium. While the answer isn't as fantastical as aliens or Yeti attack, as some people have suggested, it does demonstrate the results of multiple things going terribly wrong all at once, compounding upon each other, and ending with fatal results. Finally, from LiveScience.com, 2,000-year-old mummy buried with a gold tongue uncovered in Egypt, again by Owen Jarrus. A mummy found at the Egyptian site of Taposiris Magna was discovered to have been interred with a unique prosthetic, a golden tongue. Archaeologists propose that the man may have had a speech impediment in life. It's unclear why they came to this conclusion, so it is equally likely that he had his tongue cut out in life and it was replaced with a golden one in order to make him whole in death. It is also possible that he may have been mute, or that the tongue may have been a figurative representation of the man's talents while he was still among the living. Coins uncovered at the excavation depict Cleopatra, placing the burials sometime around 0 AD, meaning that the area was either under the rule of the descendants of Alexander the Great's Carthaginian generals, or under the direct rule of Rome. That concludes another edition of the Esoteric News Briefs. As always, links to all the articles are in the show notes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on whatever podcast app you are using. Esoteric Book Club can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and at esotericbookclub.org. This show is made possible by subscribing Patreons like you. Those who pledge above a certain level, such as Samantha Shaver, 
are eligible for a shout-out on episodes, as well as access to additional content, voting on future topics, and exclusive articles. So, until next time, remember, stay weird.